0: Welcome to Uplifting Impacts, renewed podcast. We are so excited to be in season two of our podcast with some exciting changes. One of the most exciting things is that we are adding a co-host. So in addition to myself coming onto your airwaves every week, you're also going to have the amazing Justin Ponder. And he is here to introduce himself today and to just give a little bit more insight into why he's joining me on the podcast. So hey Justin.
1: Hello. Hi Diana. Hello, everyone else out there. It's very nice to meet you all.
0: So Justin, I know a lot of our listeners already know you and already know how we're connected and already know a little bit about your background. But for those of those who you know don't and this is their first introduction to you, do you mind giving us a, a little insight into the world of Justin Ponder?
1: Sure. So hello everyone. Again my name is Justin Ponder. I am the chief information officer with Uplifting Impact. And in that capacity, I have the distinct honor of really helping people actualize themselves and create a more inclusive environment. So whether it's individual coaching or it's organizational training and consulting, I really am honored and excited to have the opportunity to help people realize the ways in which they can unleash the power of inclusion and also belonging to create systems, to create environments, to create even mindsets where they allow people to show up and be them their full selves in ways that advance individuals, teams, and entire organizations. In addition to that, I'm a professor who teaches classes in the area of ethnic studies, and there I've had the distinct honor of teaching mostly 17 to 25-year-olds how to talk about race, class. Gender, sexual orientation, disability status, and military status, all these big social identity categories that they've had an entire lifetime of teaching them not to talk about. So they come in with a lot of anger, a lot of frustration, anxiety, fear, confusion. And I see it as really, again, a distinct honor to be able to kind of guide them through that process and lead honest reflection, open conversation, and really be able to advance through that fear to alleviate those fears, and come to common ground and solutions. So those are really interesting things that kind of feed into each other, being a professor and then also chief information officer. And last but not least, I'm your husband. You are! (laughs) Yes. We are married. (laughs) Just this past month, we celebrated 16 years. But we've been best friends since we were 10. And I think we've been doing some form of diversity, equity, and inclusion work ever since then.
0: That's absolutely right. So it's such an honor, Justin, to have you as my husband and also uh, to have you now as the co-host of Uplifting Impacts podcast. Well, the honor (laughs) is all mine. (laughs) (laughs) So we decided that we wanted to do this and to to make this shift because one of the reasons why I started the podcast to to begin with was because I was having all of these awesome conversations with individuals who are industry experts. And I thought, you know what, this is kind of selfish because I get to have these conversations with these awesome people (laughs) and everybody else doesn't get to hear, right, all the things that I'm learning. So what is a way to bring other people into some of the learning that we get to have on a daily basis. But then we were thinking about it even further. And I don't get to have those conversations by myself. Justin's having those conversations and other people from our team are having those conversations. And so as we were thinking about what we might want to change uh, you know, with the podcast and how we could serve better, one of the things we realized is that we should bring in some of the conversations Justin's having also uh, with some of the industry experts. So we are just doubling the amount of knowledge we can help put out into the world. So that was the number one reason why we wanted to make sure that we uh, brought Justin in as a co-host. But the other thing is, is because there are some really important things that we are learning in our work, like on a daily basis, as we get to work with our phenomenal clients, there are other learnings that we are, are coming to and things that we really want to share. And we know that this is the podcast, right? Uh, world is a way that many of the people that we, serve, how they like to get their information. So the other thing we want to do a little bit differently, this, this moving forward in the podcast is we'll continue to do those great interviews with industry experts, but there will be occasions where Justin and I get to come on and and share some of those big learnings and talk about some of the key concepts that are happening in the diversity, equity, and inclusion world. So that is how the format is changing. What is not changing is that we are still going to give you high quality content. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) don't worry, friends. This is definitely going to be an opportunity for you to keep coming back and to actually learn more about how you can infuse this idea of diversity, equity, and inclusion into your workplace. So anything else you you want to add, Justin, about what, what you're excited about as you think about doing the podcast?
1: I'm just really excited for the opportunity to continue to learn from other people and have these conversations and offer as many perspectives as possible so we can all get a little fuller picture of the truth and our understanding of our own world. So thank you very much for the opportunity, everyone out there. And I look forward to it.
0: Awesome. And so one uh, you know, quick thing that I think is important to note is that we also are hoping to have more of our audience voice right into yep. these conversations. So a lot of the topics that we have, a lot of our guests are actually given to us by audience members, but we want to increase, we want to turn the volume up on where our audience is participating and how. And so a couple of things just to note if there is somebody that you think would be a phenomenal guest on the podcast, so somebody that you've heard talk and you're like, this is someone who I've just learned a lot from, we'd encourage you to go ahead and email us. You can do that and you can connect with us right on the website at upliftingimpact.com and provide any you know guidance on people that you would like to hear on the podcast. Maybe it's somebody you haven't heard before, but you really are curious about their insight. We'd love to get recommendations. From our audience. The second thing is, we'd love to hear your feedback. So, as you're listening to some of the podcasts, if there's a question that you have, or something really like pops out as an idea that you want to try and do, or or you actually do one of the things that our amazing guests encourage people to do, we want to make sure that you also have a space to communicate that. So, please feel free to also come onto upliftingimpact.com and share your comments. You can you can actually share your comments directly on. Any of the posts that we put up for the podcast. So, a couple of cool ways to, to get you more involved in what you're doing. I mean, the last thing that I will share is that we're on LinkedIn. So, make sure that if there's something that might be for some of you the easiest way because you're already there, just go ahead and send us a note about what you're thinking about and how we could, what we could do to make the podcast even more beneficial to you and the work that you're doing. So looking forward to including you more and hearing more from you. So the last thing I I, want to do, Justin, is kind of get a little bit more sense of some of the trends that you are seeing as and some of the things that we might end up exploring actually on this podcast in the diversity, equity, and inclusion world. So if you were to think of like, I don't know, just a couple, a handful of things that you think are some real trends uh, you're seeing right now in this moment, what would those be?
1: I think in, in some trends I'm seeing, and I think maybe they're not so much trends that are new as much as clarification. I think last summer, a lot of people began this kind of broader social justice journey. And then it may be some people realize the ways in which to clarify and diversity, equity, inclusion in the workspace. But I think now there's even more clarity on the type of particular focus that they're looking at. And I think the major things that are emerging are a focus on retention is, I think, primary. Seeing the ways in which making a more inclusive environment is fundamental to increasing retention rates, to lowering turnover rates, to increasing employee engagement, team member satisfaction. And it's also the sense of if we do this for the most marginalized communities, it will benefit the entire organization. If we find ways to make the most underrepresented groups still feel comfortable, still feel heard, still feel included, not only will those retain those groups and they'll be able to bring diverse perspectives that create innovation and improve our productivity and our profitability, but also will have created the conditions that make everyone else feel more included as well. So if you have somebody who's from an underrepresented group and you have ways to make even them feel included, everyone else is going to feel more included as well. So that is fundamental to, I know also what we're seeing is more and more of our clients talking about the number one cost that's easily manageable, that they could do something about immediately, isn't necessarily in growth, isn't necessarily in increased market share, isn't necessarily in loss in revenue and marketing, it's turnover. It's an enormous cost, and it's one that's immediately fixable by just creating a more inclusive environment. So I'm really excited for that because it's a thing that an avenue that brings all these different interests into alignment in a very immediate and practical way. Lots of times, people in the DEI sector, maybe critics, say it's too broad, it's too fluffy, it's not quantifiable enough. It's much more about qualitative happiness and feelings and emotions. But this is the strongest business case for diversity, equity, and inclusion is directly tied into the amount of money that can be saved from employee turnover by increasing retention rates. And think about the ways in which that benefits the qualitative state of life as well. How many people from underrepresented groups end up leaving because of so feeling excluded because they don't feel like they belong, because they're cut out from the conversation, but simply having environments where they can feel their full selves and show up and do all the things and provide all the perspectives and experiences that make them unique. That's very exciting to me. And I think a close second one, in addition to retention, is an increased understanding about recruitment, about how to do it more effectively, about how to do it more efficiently, especially in this post-pandemic world where we have so many employers talking about we have positions but we're having a hard time filling them how do we go about making these connections between organizations and the organizational needs and the individuals who can meet those needs so i think that's what's most exciting again i said at the top that i really like the opportunity the big broad thing they do is making connections between people who don't recognize all along how well aligned they are and i think retention does that How can we help people stay connected, feel connected, and continue to produce and be productive and find fulfillment? But also the same thing with recruitment. We have people with unique perspectives and backgrounds and skills out there. How can we connect them with organizations who are looking to go to the next level?
0: That is so helpful uh, to hear, Justin, because I do think that those two areas are things that no matter what industry you're in, what business you're in, what sector you're in, people are almost always right recruiting and trying to figure out how they keep their people. So finding their people and keeping their people. And I think that when we understand that inclusion is so embedded in your ability to be able... And you know, it's kind of a chicken and egg thing. Like, do we talk about retention first or re- do we talk about recruitment first? And I think we typically try to let people talk about this idea of them simultaneously because right. we understand that if you don't have a good pl- you can recruit and get a really diverse group of people to come into the organization. But if you haven't done the retention work, if you haven't done the work around inclusion, they won't stay. Right. So then that's a lot, a lot of efforts, right, that go into getting somebody in the door only to let that door become a revolving door where they walk in and walk right back out again. And that's not a good use of resources or a good use of, of efforts. And so this idea that, yeah, we have to really talk about these things together Because we want to make sure that if we are recruiting from a diverse group of candidates, that when they get to the organization, the organization is also well-suited to embrace them. So Yes.
1: And I like to think about them as the two pillars that hold up everything else. They're obviously on opposite poles, recruitment, but then also you have to retain. And then the retainment helps with the recruitment, which helps with retention, and back and forth. (laughs) And then you think about the ways in which it envelops everything else in diversity equity inclusion everything from mentoring to sponsorships to advancement to promotion to promotional reviews to performance reviews to onboarding to the hiring process to resume reviews to messaging all those things tie together and they all need recruitment and retention those kind of serve as the two pillars by which everything else kind of folds in so that's why i'm excited about seeing those again not necessarily as new trends but as what team leaders and team members are beginning to understand and develop clarity around these being maybe the two some of the two most essential parts of diversity equity and inclusion. So it's exciting to see that and then also to like help people channel their efforts and focus their efforts in those areas that are easily quantifiable in ways that satisfy people on the higher levels, but they also produce results that are very tangible, but they fold in and require all these other qualitative elements that people look for in a healthy environment. So yeah, it's very exciting to see this clarity happening.
0: Absolutely. And I think one of the things that's cool is when we have our clients understand that they're most of them are actually not that far away from being able to do, to do this work. It's just like a little bit of, we like to, I like to make that noise, you know, (laughs) Uh, like it's like a little, a little, a little click, right. We just got to click to the right a little bit click to the left a little bit and and help you kind of get into the right spot to be able to do the work. And it's just reframing. And oftentimes like what we already state as our values what we already state as our priorities Mm -hmm. but positioning it in a way that allows for us to do this recruiting and retention work more aligned with our diversity equity and inclusion goals and objectives right absolutely
1: and we talk about it in terms of like it's not a complete spinal transplant that can be traumatic and difficult and require a lot of recovery. For most organizations, it's just chiropractic work where all the vertebrae are in alignment, there's something slightly off and just a little, like you said, a little, and then all of a sudden everything kind of falls into place. And think about all the pain that is alleviated, all the pinched nerves that all of a sudden run and flow freely. And it's exciting too, because I think so many of our clients that we talk to are intimidated by the diversity, equity, and inclusion work whether it's the leaders of large organizations or advocates who are starting out on their own and they're like maybe entry-level team members, they have in their mind this complete overhaul. But making those huge drastic changes and accomplishing these huge goals very often start with very small, easy to do things. And a phrase we often like to say is feeding two birds from one fountain Thinking about what you're already doing, what you're already good at, the practices that you already have to do, and simply tweaking them or giving that little, like you said, and all of a sudden, everything else can fall in line through retention and recruitment. And then all of a sudden, you have a much more diverse, equitable, and inclusive environment through these manageable and attainable changes.
0: Yeah. It's so awesome. And I think like the joy on the other end of it, like just watching people get to that spot and the impact that it has, right. It can, it really changes what is the most fundamental component of all of our organizations, which is our organizational culture right? It yeah. changes our ability to be more innovative, our ability to show up, our ability to have other people show up, our, our ability to be creative. Our, I mean, it just, it has these, these tremendous ripple effects, how people in the community view us, right? Mm-hmm. What our brand looks like. Oh, just these tremendous ripple effects. Once we're able to get some of these things realigned I like, right. this chiro- I like this chiropractor uh, <laughs> an analogy that we're, gonna, we're going with. I'm going to have to spend some more time looking at what, what a chiropractor does and, how, <laughs> and some of the words that they use because I do think that it, it's absolutely that right. You mm-hmm. have to, and the other thing is you can't go one time and just get it done. You got to keep. You got to keep with the yes. with, with whatever your your um, your system is set up to do. So, Justin awesome getting a chance to introduce you to the rest of the audience that friends yes. you are going to be able to hear a lot more of justin as he starts to run through some of our interviews and as we come together to have some of these big topics and hopefully responding to a lot of the the questions and ideas that you put on our upliftingimpact.com website um but one big thing that i definitely want to make sure that we get to highlight before we we end our show today is our upcoming how to be an Ally Summit.
1: Yay!
0: <laughs> so we're going to be doing our virtual summit. This is going to be our third virtual summit. It is a three-day so three event where we provide a safe space and tools for passionate leaders and change makers to learn action-oriented techniques for creating a community that prepares them to do all the work we just talked about, especially right. around these ideas of bringing more diversity, equity, and inclusion into their practice. So we've had a lot, a lot of leaders come through this. It has been a phenomenal experience. So um, much fun. So much fun. <laughs> so I much mean, fun. I feel like I have learned so much. Like I know there's been, we do a lot of teaching, but there's also a lot of learning because it's an amazing community of people that that gather for this It's summit.
1: like camp. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is. It's like. It's like maybe we should call it that. Can't wait to go
1: that. back and call meet all my friends again. <laughs> yeah, we should
0: call it diversity. Our, our how to be an ally camp. That's kind of a cool idea?
1: <laughs> I'll bring the s'mores.
0: That's it. Right. So it's October fourth uh, through the sixth. We actually have tickets available right now. The early bird tickets are limited in quantity, and actually, the pricing will change July thirty first. So if you're hearing this go and you don't have your tickets already, you don't have tickets for your team yet, make sure that you go ahead to the website, click on the summit page and you can get all the information that you need there, all the information about what we do and how much fun we have over the three days, but also mm-hmm. all the amazing things we learn as we go through that process. So Justin, Congratulations on your first podcast. Thank you very much. everybody. (laughs) And thanks so much for for being here. If you're looking to connect with Justin and I, you can do that by going to LinkedIn. Please go ahead and connect with us. We put a lot of great information out, not just the podcast, but also a weekly newsletter and lots of articles and just a lot of uh, great resources as you continue to build your diversity, equity and inclusion practice. So we just want to say on behalf of myself and now...
1: Me too. Justin
0: Ponder. Hi. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to the Uplifting Impact Podcast. Please go out and share it with a friend. Tell your coworkers, because we believe that the more people who have these skills in diversity, equity, and inclusion, the better our world will be. So we'll see you on the next episode. Bye.
1: Bye.